Hello, this is Fiona Scott and welcome to my podcast PR Not BS. And today I'm going to talk to you about planning your PR in December. And I'm not talking about the month of December, we've already covered that. I'm talking about the whole of the next year. So you may recall if you listened to a previous podcast that I talk about intelligent PR and being both proactive and reactive, whether it's in your business, your organization, whether you're a sole trader, an expert, a therapist, doesn't matter what you are, you have to be visible to have any chance of growth and success in your business. So I want you to think for December, especially if it's a quiet time of year for you, about planning your PR for 2022 or for any year come to that. So the first thing I want you to do is just take a breath in and think, okay, what can I tell a story about? over the coming year. And the reason I say that and get you to think about that is so many business owners I've ever spoken to think they've got no stories to tell. They don't know where to start. So what I'm going to say to you is this, think about the ebb and the flow of the year. Okay. What happens every single year where you can have a view or you can tell a story? Literally, what I mean is, things that happen every year. So in my mind, the ebb and the flow of the year is new year. Okay, we get into new year. And then it's Valentine's Day. And then we kind of get to spring, don't we? Spring. And then we go, oh, Easter. And we might go to summer. And then we might move on to other things like Halloween, bonfire night, autumn, winter, Christmas. So can you see how I'm picking out things that are going to happen anyway, regardless of your business? Which of those things can you tell a story about? Which of those things are important to you or that you can use as a PR hook? Okay, so, you know, if you are a business that where people buy your stuff on Valentine's Day, for example, you, I don't know, florist, someone like that, you might know that's an important time of the year. So you're going to plan your content probably from the end of December, ready for the run up to Valentine's Day. And you're going to keep repeating different stories around Valentine's Day. So you could do a, a Valentine's Day flower guide. And you know, what flowers mean, which flowers mean love, the history of flowers. You can plan your social media posts, your blogs, and maybe a story, you know, 10 things you need to know about the language of flowers, for example, that's just one example. But can you look at your business and apply one of these things to them? It might be that you produce jewellery that sells very well at Easter or Easter bonnets or some kind of, you know, summer clothing, bikini clothing. Can you plan one or two stories a year or listicle articles, you know, uh, the 10 top things to wear on the beach or, um, you know, anything like that? around autumn or winter, uh, a gift guide to great winter hats or gloves or keeping warm in winter. What's relevant to your business? Can you plan one or two around the natural ebb and flow of the year? So I hope that makes sense to you because what I'm actually helping you to do here is to build a PR plan. And what that means is when you think, oh yeah, I sell a lot at Easter, so I'm going to talk about Easter eggs, for example. You know, my guide to ethical Easter eggs or 10 things you need to know about ethical Easter eggs. Right. You can draw that up and send that out to your local media. And I'm going to do another podcast on media lists. But at the moment you can do it. Yeah, I can do that. So I'm going to do that in say 
end of February after Valentine's Day or early March. And I'm going to send it out and see if the media picks it up. But I'm also going to do a blog post on it or maybe two. I might want to say 20 things. It's up to you. And then each of those things I can turn into a social media post too, all of which will have a call to action. If this interests you or if you're interested and you'd like to find out more, go to my website here. Or, you know, if you'd like to buy that item or one of those items, you can click on the link here. You decide on the call to action, but make the content relevant because people will be searching at that time. And that's what you've always got to come back to. If you look at the ever flow of the year, and you buy things or those parts of the year are important to you. How do you find the things that you want? Apply that to your business and pretend you're buying from your business. So we talked about the general natural ebb and flow of the year. I'm now moving on to something called the specific ebb and flow of the year. And the reason I'm doing that is there will be ebb and flow of the year that's very specific to your industry sector or to your business. It might be that February is really busy for you but you find that May is really quiet. So um, you can start to build stories around the specific ebb and flow of your year. And one way to do that is look at your invoicing, see when you're really busy and then when you're really quiet, and then plan a story that goes out just before that quiet period of the year. Okay, and then that way you start to make yourself visible, ready for people to buy from you. And, and, and you're trying to flatten out that ebb and flow to make it more steady. So what's your ebb and flow of the year? It might be that, I don't know, you're a mortgage broker or you're an estate agent and loads of people want to buy houses in January, but it's a lot quieter in May. So you put a story out in January about why people buy houses, 10 reasons why people buy houses in January. And in May could be the 10 reasons why they don't buy so many in the spring, but there are great deals around. So look at the ebb and flow of your room. Are there a couple of stories a year? around that specific to your sector and the way that your diary goes. I hope that makes sense to you. You know, can you come up with a couple of stories? So a couple, we've, we've talked about a couple of stories a year around the natural ebb and flow of the year, a couple of stories a year around your particular sector ebb and flow of the year. And also you can build into that awareness days and awareness weeks. And I know some of you will think, God, there's an awareness day in a week for everything. Yes, there is. And that's a good thing. It's a really good thing because some of them become stories on their own. They become viral on their own simply because they've grown and grown and grown and grown. And for example, one might be um, the big McMillan coffee morning, the big coffee morning at the end of September. That all started as something very small and it's now very big. And lots of people will do them and therefore local papers will make a feature of it and travel around several businesses or several venues and make a feature on that particular story. So don't diss awareness days or weeks. They all start somewhere. A really fun one, for example, is World Emoji Day, which I think takes place in November. You have to sort of look it up. You know, that's a fun thing to do on the internet. World Gratitude Day would be another. But there might be an awareness week, which is very relevant to your business. And make sure that you're part of that conversation that week. So you might put a story about it to the media five or six weeks before, or at least an email to them to say, um, if you're doing anything on um, Alzheimer's week or well-being week or whatever week it is relevant to your business, approach me before. If you're doing anything on this, we're going to be doing this during that week or we've got a view on it. Please include us. And if you keep doing that where it's relevant and you're predicting what the news is going to be writing about, they'll come to you as a voice. And then once they get to know you, they'll come back. 
you know, that's the key thing, folks. They'll come back. So look at, get yourself a social media diary or look online and find those awareness days or weeks throughout the year, which is relevant to your business or your expertise or your charity's business or expertise. And try and find two. So I'm going to recap again. So you get back it again. The ebb and flow of the natural ebb and flow of the year. Okay. The specific ebb and flow of the year for you. And, and the dynamic of the year for you, work out some stories around that, and then go on to these the specific moments that you can almost piggyback, if you like, but are relevant and authentic to your business. Uh, beware of things that are often called washing, like rainbow washing or green washing. So pride, for an example, talking about pride and LGBTQ during the time that that's on and then not doing it the rest of the year. People see through that. You have to be really authentic. Okay. If it's something you're going to latch onto this year, make sure it's there and it's resonant in your business and your messaging throughout the year, because otherwise it could do you harm. So I hope that makes sense for you and helps you. Okay. The other thing you can do in planning your PR, I mean, if you followed what I've said, you might have six stories, six stories you can think of. But now I want you to think about this. This is something I invite all of the clients I work with to do. It's to show charitable and social responsibility, often called in the world of corporate CSR. I think this is going to become more important that the way you give back to your community and local charities will show who you are as a business. It will help with recruitment and retention. But it will also help with bigger companies. You know, if you're applying for contracts with bigger organisations, you know, you're going through a bid and a tendering process. I think increasingly you'll see a section on that tender document which says, what do you do for your own community? How do you give back? How ethical are you? And if you can't fill that box and the 10 other businesses that have applied for that contract can, where does that leave you? I really, really am starting to see this now and I think it's going to be important. So how do you do that? Well, December's a great time to do that. So if you are, and everyone can do it, doesn't matter if you're a one-man, woman band or if you're a big company, this is what it sounds like. Okay, think about in 2022, I'm going to raise money for charity. So how do you choose which charity? Well, what I would say to you is start with passion. Start with something you really believe in first. That has got to be the first and the most authentic thing. Okay, so it might be for a homeless charity, for example, because that means something to you. You might have had someone in your family who's been homeless or you've worked with them before and you really admire what they do. You've got a real deep connection. And then you set a target. How much can I realistically raise in 2022? So if you're a one man or a one woman band, it might be a thousand euro, a thousand pounds, a thousand dollars. But you really have to commit and make an announcement to say you are going to actually raise that money. Okay, and that would be story one, wouldn't it? You can put a story out to say, uh, my business this year um, commits in 2022 to raise £1,000 for the charity. Contact the charity, see what they want that money for. There could be something that specific that that £1,000 could be used for and include them from the beginning in any uh, media release that you put out to the media. Okay, if you run a team make it a team decision, but I would suggest you create a short list of charities. Okay. Maybe a short list of three, because if you've got a massive team, you, your short list could be 50 and that's a lot to work through and you're just not going to get through it in the time scale. So I would say create a short list of three, um, um, board level, senior management level, and then get your staff to vote. So they've all got buy-in. My suggestion would be you would go for a local or regional charity, not one of the massive charities, simply because you'll get lost. 
Now, that's obviously a a commercial and business decision you'll have to make and how much money you want to raise. Really think about where your money and your fundraising is going to do the most good. Then from that, once you've decided which charity to raise money for, you've had a conversation with that charity, some idea of what they're going to use the money for. Then what you do, you think of, right, with your team, and if your team is you, do this as well. What can you do throughout the next year to raise that actual money? Are you going to do one big event? Are you going to do lots of little events for your staff? Are you going to do four events once a quarter? What will work for you and your staff? And ask their ideas. What are your ideas? This could range from you all take part in some kind of challenge to do a sponsored walk, sponsored run. Um, A couple of you do the London Marathon in the name of the charity. It could be you do a cake sale. You do regular cake sales each Friday. There's a myriad of ways you can raise the money, but be committed to raise the money. And when you get to milestones along the way, 250, I'd say 500, 750, 1000, tell stories about it, share that journey. And then of course, you can present the money at the end, be a little more when you take photographs and just send in a big check. You know, here's a picture of me handing a big check to someone, be a little more inventive than that with photographs. But make charity and giving part of your business, it will transform you in ways you cannot imagine. It will introduce you to more people in your community who are doing good things, often bigger businesses. You have to go all in, okay, and set yourself a realistic target. Now, I'm a sole trader, you know, I I employ myself, so I'll set myself a target of a thousand. But, you know, if you've got 25 people, it's not unreasonable to set yourself a target of 10,000. So you can decide that for yourself. Have a little think about that. And if you go for that, that's three or four stories a year on top of the stories that I've already mentioned earlier in the podcast. And the final thing to think about is what moments are coming up in the next year that are relative to your sector that speak to change or something new. So it might be a change in the law. It might be something that's being discussed about a change in the law or a campaign, something more general. And you can share that news and talk about it and be engaged about it. So it could be something I'm just throwing a couple of ideas out there. On October the 1st in the UK, Natasha's law came into law. That's the culmination of several years work. Do look it up. It's to do with allergies and food packaging. But it could be something for you in that sector where you keep reminding people it's happening. You say what it means for them, what they need to be aware of, and you can share that knowledge with the media. So is there something in that year that you know is coming? Or it could be you're a mortgage broker and you know it's highly likely in 2022 that interest rates are going to start to go up and that's going to have a massive impact. You don't know exactly when, but you need to be ready. And being ready might be, you know, here are 10 things you need to know if the interest rate goes up by quarter percent. In the back of your head, think, right, what if it goes up half percent? Well, I'll I'll prepare that and have your comments ready to go. So you can see by looking at the ebb and flow of the year, we can come up with a number of stories. And remember, when dealing with the media, I don't want to hear from you every five minutes. That's another key thing with the media. And a mistake some companies make is that they go all in. They contact the media too much. If you're a news editor of a paper, don't forget, you don't want to write about the same people all of the time. There always has to be a new angle. So I say best to tell 12 stories over 12 months and 12 stories in one month. So I hope you found that really useful today. 
and I hope you'll join me soon on my podcast. Don't forget to check out my power hours if you want any specific help for your business. Um, You can find me at www.scottmedia.uk. Goodbye.